Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing What If, Episode 9, What If, The Watcher Broke His Oath. So let's get into it with the recap. Continuing from last week's episode, The Watcher recruits Captain Carter, Star-Lord T'Challa, Party Thor, Black Panther Killmonger, and a variant of Gamora from their respective universes, along with Strange Supreme, and establishes the Guardians of the Multiverse to battle Ultron. The team goes to an uninhabited universe to prepare for battle, but Thor accidentally draws Ultron's attention. A battle ensues in which T'Challa steals the Soul Stone from Ultron, and the team escapes to Ultron's home universe, where they are joined by Natasha Romanoff. Ultron battles the Guardians and overpowers them, until Romanoff, with Carter's help, shoots Ultron with an arrow containing Zola's mind. Zola wipes Ultron from the inside, while Killmonger takes the stones. Zola, now controlling Ultron's body, fights Killmonger for the stones until both are frozen in a pocket dimension by Strange Supreme and the Watcher. Strange Supreme returns to his collapsed universe to guard Zola and Killmonger, while the Watcher returns each Guardian to their own universe, except for Romanov, whom he brings to the universe where Hank Pym had murdered the Avengers. In a mid-credits scene, Carter and her universe's Romanov discover the Hydra Stomper with someone contained inside. Dun-dun-dun, someone. But we're going to play you a couple of chords of beautiful piano of the first Avenger theme, just to get everybody's eyes a little bit wider so that's that's how we do that that's how you make people cry and question and make youtube videos and podcasts you drive people crazy that's what you do marvel you drive people crazy it's fine we're here for it what are the odds that it's the winter steve that's i mean that's a big possibility winter steve with cybernetic legs you know or a better cybernetic body or is connected to the hydra stomper for life through some life support thing or maybe it's bucky hey maybe it's it's dugan or duncan or whatever the fuck his name is but could be anybody but we're still gonna play those chords just to fuck with you one way or the other because that's how they do it on the theme of winter soldier though i love peggy's winter soldier-esque costume yeah, I did. I do love her costume. I love her look. I love her personality. I love anything that Peggy has done in the MCU has has been amazing. I loved. I was a big fan of Agent Carter until it got canceled. I was really upset we didn't get more from from her, and I'm so happy that it seems to be a a, a new Peggy era, whereas there's a lot of Peggy centric content and little sides here or there are coming more and more, as if the world is begging for more of her. And uh, I I feel like. She's definitely the breakaway star of What If, um, which I hope will get a live action. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a live action version of her based on um, news reports and leaks and things like that. But I just I'm just so excited that that she is still like, even if it's just animated forever. I, I love it. I love the character so much. Yeah, weirdly, like they took off the Agent Carter short from Disney Plus like a week ago, just random because they had put it up like right before What If started dropping. So it was only up for like two months. Um, but I agree. I, I would really love to see this version of Peggy Carter. Yeah, I mean, I want I want an entire movie of Peggy and Widow just like having having adventures based on their banter and the chemistry they have. And I know it's Lake Bell and not Scarlet, but like Lake Bell's chemistry as 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 Black Widow, I, I I loved it. I love her version of a Black Widow. Um, she nailed it pretty well. And honestly, forget Steve. Like Black Widow and Captain Carter are the ship that I want. Yeah, I that's 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 what I was kind of hoping. Like when she was talking about Bernard in accounting, um, like that she would have just used the exact same name. I think it was Kristen or Christy or something, whatever. Like it was 
Kelly. It was something with a K. K from accounting. And I was kind of hoping she'd use the same thing. And that wink would have been a little bit like, maybe Peggy Carter is a little bi. And I think that would have been awesome. And I know a lot of my friends would be all here for it. Um, but instead, we got Bernard in accounting. But all right, fine. Let's only, let's, Peggy only swings the one way. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Man, rest in peace to all Bernards that work in accounting, though. Yeah, well, fuck Bernards. All Bernards, except for the one from Westworld. Yeah, I was like, what about Jeffrey Wright? He's right here. He's right here, which could be a nice little reference to it, but it's still like, whatever, fuck Bernards. I was very happy that the, as I stipulated last week, that we got the gathering, the the recruiting done pretty quickly and entertaining. Um, it, it They didn't really spend too much time on it, but they spent enough time to really give us some details and some great moments within them. So it's just really hats off to the writing team for all that. Yeah, I loved uh, Peter Quill referring to the Watcher as the giant baby man cape dude. Yeah, and that just shows that like Quill is still being Quill. At the end of the day, he may be more useless now than ever, but he's still got those Quill quips. I was trying to make a pun, but they would they would just be quips. Quill quips, quips. Um, well, edit that out. <laughs> no, it's staying in. Man, though, we really... It's really unfortunate that they had to cut the Tony Stark and Gamora on Sakaar episode. Yeah, well, they didn't want Tony to survive a, an episode in this season, apparently. That's just the universe that they were like, nope, nope, not going to happen. Fuck Tony. He's still dead. I mean, to the point where, like, even in the little bit of reference that we got that Tony is alive in a universe somewhere that isn't ours, um, <laughs> the Watcher was still like, not you, Tony. Shut the fuck up. Go away. Go home. Nobody likes you, Tony. Go away. Not you, Stark. Not you. <laughs> Piss off, Stark. This isn't about you. Yeah, it's like he just like immediately as soon as Stark talked, like, no, bad Stark, bad. Shut up. Back to your room. This isn't about you, man. We're not. We're not. We're not going anywhere near you. You're just trouble no matter what. Every group that like recruits just immediately like, nope, not Stark. We're not. We're not having it. Still though, that that Sakaran like Stark armor is. I love it. No, it looks great. And it's it really is a shame. You know, it would have been a really fun character development moment for Gamora. Because we don't know exactly how she got where she got. Like, we know, I know a little bit because of the leaks. And I know a little bit because of, you know, just putting two and two together. But, like, it would have been nice to have that as a full-fledged, like, understanding how all the team got there. You know, but it they just had to do it. And they just like, all right, we're just going to go this route. And we're just going to forget it. And everyone will figure it out. And we did. We're smart. But still would have been nice. The Watcher did say that she's the destroyer of Thanos. So, I mean, I, I think we know how she got that armor and that sword. Yeah, well, I think that's similar armor to what she had uh, in, in in Endgame, where we saw her battling it out with uh, with, with that timeline's version of Nebula. But the, the sword definitely came from Thanos, um, from what I understand. And spoiler alert for the episode that hasn't aired yet, if anybody gives a shit. From what I understand, it, it's Stark's fault. And he, he ended up gets getting imprisoned and that distraction allows Gamora to kill Thanos and they end up both in Sakaar and hilarity ensues. That's what I got. That's what I know. Um, and that's what I would love to see. It would be great to have that little thing with some Jeff, more Jeff Goldblum action, which is, is always worth its weight in gold. Worth its weight in Goldblum? Or gold lame, which is what he wears all the time. Yeah, I think my favorite, though, of the Watcher recruitment scenes was him picking up Thor and Thor screaming. Yeah, the King Kong throwback. The, that was just perfectly done. Just cinematically. It's just, it just old school Hollywood. That is this King Kong shot. Also, I, I just want to throw this out there. I 
as a Las Vegas resident, I love that Thor's battle cry was basically Vegas. Yep. Vegas or Viva Las Vegas. Thunder. Perfect. So good. It was so good. I hope you like that. That was that was for you. That was for all you Vegas people out there. I know there's like five of you. Nobody messes with Vegas. Except for everybody who messes with Vegas because you kind of mess with yourselves. Vegas is the Jersey of the West Coast. At least you're not Florida. That's pretty. That's that's fucked up, man. <laughs> I could say worse, but I love you all too much. <laughs> Let's talk about how the Watcher solved Wakanda's problem in this episode. <laughs> what? What? How did he solve Wakanda's problem? Like getting rid of Killmonger? <laughs> yeah, he literally chose Killmonger. He chose Killmonger because he knew Killmonger would betray them, and then he trapped him in a little snow globe. I don't think that's solving a problem. That city seemed pretty fucked up and destroyed. Killmonger already did his damage on, on Wakanda. He just can't continue to damage the world. He solved the world's problem. He didn't solve Wakanda's problem. Wakanda still got 99 problems, just Killmonger ain't one. I see this as an absolute win for Wakanda. It, it's a win for the world. Wakanda's still lost. That's I don't think it was. It, it looked fucked up, but I don't think it was lost. Everyone's kind of broken and hurt. He kind of fucked things up. I mean, he's supreme king of of Wakanda, which means he already killed the Chaka. So the fact that you have to have pepper pots in there to help solve your problems shows how bad things have gotten. Hey, man! Everyone can use a little goop. Mm, that's not a goop gun. That was a destroyer gun. Things are fucked up at this timeline. Things are fucked up in like most of these timelines. Yeah, except for Party Thor one. That was a nice one. Things were okay there till Ultron showed up, ruining everybody's day. Point is, point is, Ultron's an asshole. Killmonger's an asshole. And poor Zola. I mean, not poor Zola. I mean, he was an asshole too in the end. But I think he was the asshole I think we all could have had a little bit more fun with. He deserved a little bit more screen time. He did get his stomach face moment. He did. And I kind of like, I'm looking back at that and I'm like, all right, like, it was a bit lazy. I'm glad we got it. I'm really happy we got it. But like, I really hope we get to see him in a live action or somewhere else down the line and we get a better redesign because it was just like, all right, we're just going to do Vision's body and just do like a kind of like a weird soft feathering blur and just like do that with the head. Like, all right, just make an actual Krang body, please. Like, please, please, please. You know, like the showdown was great. I love the fucking final showdown between Killmonger and Zola. I did. I just wanted a better body. Um, I, I, I didn't predict how that was going to go. I didn't like, if you would have told me like this whole series is going to end with Zola and Killmonger fighting over the infinity stones in a pocket universe. Like I, I, I would not have been able to say that. Like we knew everyone was going to get together, but the fact that it all hinged on that was just so fucking random and crazy and only something the watcher could fucking predict. And that, I think that's the, so what's so cool about the whole thing is that the, the watcher's power is not just like in power he can predict and understand everybody so well that he knew what everyone was doing he's 29 steps ahead of everyone so he knew who to bring he knew it was going to betray who what was going to happen which universe to go to and who was going to get involved and it just worked so perfectly in that way so the watcher's power is is in probability he's just seen enough universes to know it it's it's fucking brilliant so the watcher's power is that he can predict the plot yeah, that he can predict plot. There it is. He is a watcher, like all of us. And that was so cool also, especially with the whole... Uh, with with Black Widow's commentary at the end. Just like the, the meta commentary of which like she was talking to us. And I almost felt a little guilty, you know, where she was like 
talking about it. I was like, did you get popcorn when people were killing my people? Yeah, actually I did. It was good. And since I was at the Alamo Draft House, I also had a beer and some buffalo cauliflower. Some fries. Thank you. Feel a little guilty. But like we're the watcher. We're the ones who respond with these stories are everything to me. Yes, I will I will imbibe all of that. But these are still the greatest stories ever. It's for all of our us who make spend our time and money making YouTube videos, going to the movies and collecting shit like this. These stories are are for us, and we're here for it all. And we we ship it just like the watcher. Yeah, I, I think the pocket dimension aspect of the ending was a little bit rushed, but I did really love that. I love that Natasha didn't have to go back to her own broken universe. Yeah, and that was so great because they brought her to episode three's timeline where they lost their 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 Black Widow, and Fury was like, "You're not mine," but. You know, you, you got her in spirit. So that's great. That's awesome. Like that, that moment was after Fury was defend, using his new Avengers team, his replacement Avenger team to try to, to push back Loki. It's like, that was fucking great. We got a little soft sequel to a lot of those moments. And I, I knew it. I knew we'd have a little bit of that soft sequel. Yeah, I, I I had almost forgotten about the Avengers murder timeline. Yeah, I know. I That's why I was, I was... Last night, I rewatched everything. So I got to appreciate the whole thing as a one complete series. I watched it up to like the last episode aired, like finished airing like 15 minutes before the new episode aired. And it was like just a perfect amount of break. It was awesome. Just watch it all as one big story. This was phase one with a little bit of phase two of MCU all crammed into half hour episodes of a nine episode season. It was, it's, so beautiful. Love the golden age we live in. Yeah, I kind of wish he had dropped her off in the main MCU universe, though. I know you and everybody else, but you know, first let's. I'm I'm just happy that Disney and ScarJo are making nice again, and everyone got paid, and everyone's happy. So maybe we'll get some ScarJo and Black Widow alternate again. If not, just do some animated shit and get Lake Bell to do it because she's nailed it. Um, what what's sadder to me is that at the end of the day, like this was the end of. T'Challa. Like, this is the last we will get of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. This was our final moment. I don't know if you caught the news article that came out today, but apparently uh, they were planning a spinoff for Star-Lord T'Challa. Aw, see, that's just miserable. Why would you say that? That's just making everybody cry, man. All the what if. What if Chadwick Boseman didn't die? Fuck you, Jason. Fuck you. Don't shoot the messenger. I listen, you you didn't have to bring it up. You didn't have to make us all cry and sad. Like, no, maybe this is just not appropriate right now. Maybe we're all just it's too soon. But let's release this article right now. Yeah, you think they might have waited a week, right? Yeah, wait at least a week for us not to cry about that. Thanks. Yeah, I, I supposedly it's still kind of in limbo and it could maybe happen, but I mean obviously it wouldn't happen with Chadwick. He's he's gone. I don't think we should recast that, even in animated form. Um, this episode made me miss James Spader even more. I feel like the guy is great. Like, I don't remember his name, but he does. He, he was the guy who did uh, Red Skull. Yeah, it's Ross Marquand. Um, he does a great Red Skull. I could listen to him do Red Skull every every moment of every day, and I'd be quite content. But Ultron, he's just mm, a couple of couple of levels down he just he you can't do james spader without james spader he just he holds his his accents and his expressions and his deliveries in such an artistic weird way only james spader can be james spader it's like getting someone to do starscream's chris lada or optimus prime's you know 
Peter Cullen, you can't replace these characters with a simple impersonation. You need to have like the actual guy. Like why why they should have just paid it. They should have just paid whatever he was worth. We really could have used the Lizard King. I like the I like the fact that I was watching it. I realized that Ultron doesn't have to deal with the uh, the side effect of the Infinity Stones because he had because of his body, which I thought is great. That's what really makes him the most powerful. He doesn't have a price to pay on the Infinity Stones. He just uses them when he wants to in any way he wants to, and it's not like you know we've shown with Thanos and with Banner that there is a price to pay to use these things, and he had no no qualms about it. Just boom, 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 boom. And yet he hardly used them, though. He, I mean, maybe he wasn't using them creatively, but he was definitely using them just in beams and stuff like that. I, I think it's when it, when it comes to how he was using them, he was just making himself more powerful. He wasn't creatively using them, which is too bad because obviously Thanos found creative ways of playing with the stones, but Ultron did not. Ultron turned zero people into bubbles. Or little slivers of flesh. I don't even know. Spirals of flesh? Salvador Dali-esque shit. But I loved uh, when we were in the bar and you get like the, uh, you get strange Supreme being like, you picked them. And then moments later you have a proud watcher daddy being like, yeah, I picked them. Mm-mm-mm. It was great. Just the dialogue made me happy. Yeah, I wish we had more of that bar stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. I would have, again, make this a complete feature. Like this is another one you do a complete feature. And just for those moments alone, the conversations, you know, that you can have between these characters, you know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. I would have loved to see uh, a, a more character moments between all of our heroes that are stuck in the timeline, you know, uh, that just hell Killmonger and, and T'Challa to have a conversation between those two. That's the pairing that I really wanted to see more of. And we, they didn't even really get to interact until like the last scene. No, they had like, you know, cousins, you know, like can't believe you've done this, but like just to overhear that conversation where they admit what they did to the other versions. Cause T'Challa killed Killmonger in his timeline and Killmonger killed T'Challa in his timeline. So to finally have to deal with that and the drama that can over, that could overwhelm the group. This version of T'Challa probably didn't kill Killmonger because he was in space. He was in space. That there was not. Yeah, you're right. But it still would have been fucking glorious to experience the knowledge that Killmonger had killed his cousin and all that. Can we talk about how strange Supreme has chilled the fuck out in this episode? He's had like an eternity to sit there. Like I'm sure time has moved very differently for him. So he's trying to like be a better. He's still strange. And he feels extremely guilty for what he did. So he's kind of on good behavior. But considering his job, new job, as guardian of this little bubble universe of Zola, Killmonger, Infinity War action, um, I'm pretty sure he's going to abuse that job. For now, though, he's just pouring drinks and ordering Chinese food for the gang. And uh, did did you see how he ate a blast that was supposed to destroy that planet? Yes, he devoured that blast the way he devoured that gnome. And probably a whole bunch of unicorns. It's just, he just, and Ultron was like, what the fuck? Did you catch Peggy's like knowing glance when he unleashed those tentacles? I think everyone was a little like, what the fuck? But Peggy was just like, all right, you, I remember that creature. I remember. Oh boy. So that was interesting. I love the visual vibe of the protection spell. Again, this, this series has so much great design work and little alt things here or there, but the little suits. Uh, the little like energy shields were just done so much better in this one than the, what previous protection thing Wong gave Strange. You could see there's an upgrade of his powers. I loved it. 
Yeah, it reminded me of like what we're going to see with Dune's like defense shields. Uh, it just really clinging tightly to the body. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the effects that we see in the trailer for Eternals. Yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of that silver energy. I don't know if those are shields or just the way their energy circulates through their body, but like um, it definitely has that like goldish uh, embellishment vibe to it. We'll see how they end up utilizing it in Eternals, if it's the same way or it's a totally different spell. Um, But, oh, so good. I love the design. I love it all. Little moments here, like just like that they had, like hell, even when uh, Doctor Strange did all the, the, the multiply spell on Mjolnir and that little last hammer, the way it just like joined the group ball when it all joined together was just adorable. It just made me, it was really a vibe. I, 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 I squeed with glee. I really enjoyed Black Widow and Captain Carter hitting Ultron with their shields over and over again. Oh, dude, that fight was so fucking cool, especially with the with the frisbee death scene. It's just the way they they went at him again. That bond, Lake Bell and Haley Atwell, just really had the chemistry. Um, not only is like Peggy perfect, but like Black Widow, I think is really nailing it too. I, their bond was believable, considering you have thirty minutes to tell these episodes and tell these stories. And you had like 30 minutes to do all this stuff and make a convincing bond between these two. They really did it. And like, that is a lot. There was a, these episodes have a lot of weight considering how small they are. And yes, I would love full feature things of them, but considering that they all are only 30 minutes long, how much they accomplished in these episodes is fucking mind boggling. Great fucking writing, great production all around. Yeah, I mean, honestly, considering their abbreviated runtime, like we do get a lot of mileage out of each one of these stories. So much. There's so much weight with them. I, 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 I'm so impressed with the whole series, especially again, having rewatched all of them in just boom, like full binge order. It just made me very happy and it just reminded me how great this show has been for this season. Um, I love that Thor continues to be a self-recognized idiot. He's <laughs> like, listen, I, I didn't want her attention. Sorry, it's just what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I love that they had T'Challa do sticky hands again. Mm-hmm. Nice little throwback. And, and he even brought up um, Yondu when he did it. Did it occur to you that it was kind of fucked up that the plan was to get the Soul Stone and get it to Gamora? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a nice little throw of irony, but let, I think that's uh, that works to in almost like a justice kind of a way. It's like, all right, that worked. Because oh, we don't even know how Thanos got the stone in this freaking timeline. So eh, I think it's cute. And I like that the stone, the, at least the time stones, canceled each other out. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I was like, come on, Strange. I know you've got one of these, too. Yep, exactly. And it's like, nope, not going to let you do that. And everyone falls. Nope, not going to do that. Um, I love that uh, Ultron and, and Zola, when they met, it's almost exact parallel to when Jarvis and Ultron meet for the first time, when Ultron woke up in Age of Ultron. It, even the dialogue was almost exact from a different perspective. The visuals of the abstract energies and different identities were there. Ugh, there was so much in this episode. Oh, man. I, I, I just kind of wonder where we're going to go next season, besides seeing that episode that they cut out. Um, I mean, probably more Carter going on the adventure. We'll get more Steve and the Hydra Smasher. We're going to probably follow some of these and get more stories. Um, 
what that story will be and how it structures and whether it's going to tie into where the MCU is. We just don't have the information. We're probably going to get a new season in like a year and a half, maybe. So we have another Aldi cycle of movies for next year, probably past the time when Multiverse of Madness comes out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like before the next season of this show comes out, we'll know if it's really going to interact with the live action stuff. Yeah, I, I think it will. I just we won't know in what way until like we have a year of movies ahead of us. You know, it's it's a thing. So I'm crossing my fingers that it comes sooner. But I'm, I'm with production and everything and planning and based on what we see, the current schedule, we're probably not going to get it until late 2022 or at least early 2023 yeah that sounds about right did you catch the uh i like the, the it was just so darth vader the all too easy line i just can't watch that part of the episode with ultron says all too easy without thinking about darth vader that line's been burned in effigy in my head because of it no i i caught that it, he he lived to regret it though oh he did completely i wonder if the infinity crusher was introduced in the episode we missed yeah, I don't know. Uh, I again, it's something I would have liked to have known about. Yeah, exactly. Um, what did you think of, of Zombie Wanda? I liked that they brought her in, uh, but I kind of hated that it was so short because you kind of see like where they were going. Like maybe she recognized him as like Vision's body and like powered down, but like we get none of that scene. We get her expression and we get her dropping her arms, and then we don't come back to it. The camera cuts. Yeah, I really would have liked more there. I, I just like you, I wanted it, at least in my head canon, it's because she recognizes Vision and is kind of confused even in her zombie state. The other explanation could be like, she's just like, why aren't my powers working? They're supposed to be working. I'm confused too. I prefer to make it about Vision because I think that would be more dramatic and more theatrical. And on top of that, I would have loved another 30 second scene of something because that is her fighting vision in some capacity, at least in body form. And I think making Wanda do that deserves some attention. Like, give us 30 seconds. Like, come on, guys. Something. But no, we didn't get it. They just cut away. That's very sad. That was my, that's my one big note on this is I really would have liked that. I think that was a needed necessity considering what you're doing to us as an audience. Yeah, I, I agree. That was a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. And speaking of missed things, like the footage I was expecting to be in this episode was not there. The the Hyundai commercial footage in the desert where, where our heroes are battling in the desert where I think Ultron originally showed up in Thor's universe was not there. Nothing even akin to that was there. So either they made that specifically just for the commercial or there was something else left on the cutting room floor that was originally going to be there, but was removed. And I wonder why. I don't know. It seemed to be a big set piece to do just to take it out or to make for a Hyundai commercial. Where does What If stack up against the other Marvel shows we've gotten this year? Damn, I don't know. I This is, this is hard. All right, if we're talking about comparatively, I mean, all the shows are so different and they're so unique. And I, I kind of... After this, I'm no longer comparing them because they're all such different energies. Um, it got so much done and did so much to thrill my like Marvel universe-seeking comic book nerddom inside my brain that based on that alone, it's better than all of them put together. Um, but Loki has the drama and 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 
WandaVision had the heart. You know, you had you had the the action of Falcon and Winter Soldier. You have all these shows that are like almost within in themselves, Infinity Stones, where one does one thing and the other one does the other. And I think there's something in it for everybody. If you didn't like this one, you may like that one. And they're all high quality pieces. So I don't think I can compare them anymore. It's it's so different and so unique. And especially what if just being a little micro MCU in itself, you can't compare that to Loki, which is a very focused tunnel vision story. WandaVision, which is just an eccentric novelty, you know, or Falcon Winter Soldier, which is as close to a, a Captain America 4 as we got so far. I think that's fair. I'm willing to compare them. You can compare all you want. I think Loki, for me, just isn't beat. And and WandaVision, I think, is a pretty close second. And I honestly, I kind of think that I still like Falcon and Winter Soldier more than I like this show. I think, I think What If is probably my least favorite. But even then, it's still been solidly entertaining and so good and probably more relevant to the MCU than I thought it would be. Oh, it's completely relevant. There's gonna be there's there's gonna be repercussions into here. It's all it's all connected. Everything's connected, and hey, it's all still. And I think when I originally knew that they were gonna make this show, I thought too it was just gonna be a novelty, something that was separate from the timelines and just something to have fun with. It's obviously that it's all still part of this big master plan that they have, and I'm just like, damn, like I'm just not going to assume anything is disconnected anymore. Just have to assume that this is the way that they're doing it and see what happens next it's it's such an awesome time to be alive for that just a little homages alone and just saying goodbye to t'challa in that way just made it all worth it and those moments are big mythos moments and i think that's why i'm like i can't compare this this is its own thing where ideally loki and wandavision would definitely be on my top as well but this is its own parallel thing to me yeah i can agree with that so we're excited for season two whenever it shows up i I, whenever it shows up which will probably be like i said end of 2022 early 2023 but i'm really fucking excited this is gonna be fucking awesome and we uh whatever they choose to take us feige we continue to be in your hands all right so make sure to like subscribe and please tell your friends you can follow us on instagram and twitter at infinitycast spelled infinite a cast and you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com until next time i'm jason and i'm joseph and we'll see you guys next week